0: Welcome to the Tangled Tanuki Bonza Podcast. I'm sitting down with Nick Roseman today, over from Slovenia. Welcome to the show, Nick. How are you doing?
1: Hi, guys. It's great to be here. Thanks for the invitation. I mean, it's great to be here. I mean, unless you ask me something very, very difficult. But I think that that shouldn't be the case today.
0: We only do we only do complicated questions on this show. Don't worry. Yeah, I I, I was afraid of something like that. <laughs> so Nick, you've got an awesome website that has great images with the sort of where the tree started and where the tree is currently, which is pretty cool. Yes.
1: Yeah, so yeah, on my website, you can find uh, you can go to the gallery, and where you can find most of my trees with the photos from how it began to how it came to the, to where it is now. So every stage is documented and you can see that it was, it takes time, you know, bonsai simply takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't even happen in in one, two years, but it takes usually around five years at least to, to get from raw material to let's say a finished tree, you know? Um, And I think that's, one of the bigger problems with beginners, I think, you know, because patience, simply patience, because usually beginners only have a handful of trees. And of course, you're, you're new in this, you want to do something with your trees every day, if, if possible, and that can lead to, to a few problems. You know, you do too much to trees, and trees maybe die because of that, and people start to lose interest in bonsai but yeah i mean doing bonsai developing bonsai simply takes time and you can't avoid
0: that yeah, it does that's it, it is something that uh, i've spoken to to offer about it also in terms of it, you you have this 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 need or you see something on youtube or on instagram and you want to go and try it on your tree but yeah. your tree is not ready, or the season, it's not the correct season for the tree to be able to be worked, so you need to have that patience to wait to work on a tree, which is something that obviously, obviously you have to have the patience, but it also, it takes time. It takes time to exactly. to get the material exactly. ready to be worked on. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Exactly. I so one one procedure on a tree per growing season, you know, so you either... Let's say you start in in spring. You either style it or repot it. I never do both both of these things at the same time. So then, when you do one of these things, I wait uh, one growing season, and then you can do another step. So that way, I mean, it sort of is, let's say, a uh, safe way to do it. You know, because that way you, it's very very difficult to kill kill a tree doing it like that. You know. Uh, obviously, there are, are some exceptions, you know, when you can style and rebot. But, um, yeah, you know, better keep it safe than sorry, especially if you're in the beginning of your bonsai journey. So.
0: Yeah, err on the side of caution. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's better not to have a dead tree, I guess. I think that was <laughs> also... <laughs> having a dead tree, there's not much you can do with it, eh? So.
1: Well, <laughs> reality is every bonsai person who's involved in bonsai will lose trees, that's just reality. That's just how it is. I mean, I lose trees still as well. You know, I mean, obviously not as often as they used to. But trees are living things, you know, that things that stuff happens, we just try to improve, try to evolve our knowledge and, and hope that this stuff will happen less and less. And Simply that's, that's how we
0: evolve as Basay people. What I was just finding, we're taking the tree out of a natural state and putting it into a, not an unnatural state, but you sort of, you're taking it out of the ground and putting it into a pot. So that whole dynamic changes. So you have to really look after the trees in in a way that's not, not like, that you don't do it in, like in the soil, it will take care of itself. By, by sending roots deeper down if it doesn't have water uh, the foliage gets bigger
1: sure that's true but but another way to look at it is for example let's take an environment a difficult environment like the mountains for example you know trees trees up there live in very very harsh conditions you know they have little soil very poor soil they get beaten by the weather they get water when it's raining and sometimes it can't rain for a longer period of time Mm -hmm. but when you take it out of nature and hopefully it survives obviously but after you you give it the best kind of soil you water it whenever it's needed you fertilize it all the time basically bonsai in my opinion are spoiled plants yeah because obviously we want the trees to to grow as as good as they can and obviously we will Give them the the best possible environment. So I think actually plants in that are in containers and and uh, treated to be a bonsai ones or are bonsai are way way better off than in nature, at least yeah. in some
0: cases, you know. Yeah, I didn't actually I didn't think about it that way. Yeah, that's 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 actually quite correct what you're saying. Yeah, obviously they don't have those deep tap roots, you know, to to
1: get water whenever they need and so on. So, obviously, if you forget to, to water them in a very hot period for a number of days, obviously they will die. But if you give them the correct care, they are way better off than in nature, I think.
0: One of the things I really wanted to dig into with you this evening was the, one of the most adventurous or one of the things that always sounds the most exotic is going out and collecting Yamadori. This is like what every, well, I, I, at least I can talk for myself, but I mean, it's one of those things that you always hear about uh, people, people collecting trees and bringing them back and going into the mountains and bringing back trees. And I see that you, you have like wonderful materials. So I, I gather like a lot of it is Yamadori. Yeah. Most of the trees in my collection are Yamadori,
1: either collected by myself or I traded it by them other people or stuff like that but yeah most most of the bonsai i I own are yamadori material uh simply because you know we can't recreate nature that's that's a fact you know we can try but we will fail (laughs) just that that's the harsh the harsh truth um so obviously yamadori material will always have some better characteristics better better quality bark, dead wood, uh, and so on, you know? So obviously it's, it's the end result is much better with the Yamadori than the, either garden material or, or whatever. But still, it, I'm not saying that it's impossible to make up one side of the, any of those. It just takes maybe a bit more skill or maybe a bit more time to achieve the same or kind of similar result. So yeah, I mean, but obviously, you know, not all people have the possibility to, to, to get, get their hands on Yamadori. So you simply
0: have to work on with what, whatever you can get. As a beginner, what would you say are the, the important steps to, to take? First of all, to prepare yourself to go and collect Yamadori, because I think I was lucky enough to go and collect Yamadori. And one of the things that I found out the hard, not the hard way, but the collecting of the trees was fun. But I realized that that was only half the work because as soon as I came home, I had to start building boxes suddenly very quickly and putting them into the boxes. And suddenly you've got these large trees because you don't want to cut off too much. And that's what I want to find out from you maybe a little bit in terms of what, what what should beginners or people that are like looking at going out doing Yamadori, what should they do maybe before the time? OK, so before you even go on a trip,
1: on a collecting trip, I mean, it's obviously, it's best to have as, as much plastic containers on your, at your disposal as possible, you know, as many different shapes, sizes, and whatever. So after you, you need to find a tree suitable for collection, uh, the next step, obviously, is getting permission if, you're even, if it's even OK to collect that tree. Uh, if it's not on private land or whatever, if it is, get permission from the owner. And then, in general speaking, the more roots you can dig out of the ground, the the bigger survival chances the tree will have. So now, obviously, that's to, to dig out all the roots from a tree. It's it's impossible, you know. So usually, what I do, depending on the size of the tree, I decide on uh, on a radius around the trunk. And simply whatever roots grows outside of that radius they simply cut off. Cut off. Um, so I don't know. Let's say for example, if the the trunk is let's say 15 centimeters thick, I will use a radius of about 50 centimeters or half a meter around the trunk. So approximately. You know that usually that depends on the terrain. If it's very rocky, the roots will grow differently. Uh, but still, I mean that's. You know, it's this topic is very generally speaking, you know, because there are so many different conditions and trees, tree habit, growth habits that I really will have to generalize here. But nevertheless, okay. So you try to to dig out as many roots as possible, right? Then you you will wrap those roots in whatever plastic uh, paper bag, no, not paper, plastic bag, or <laughs> I don't know uh, uh, Anyway, wrap them in something um, so the, the roots don't dry out uh, until the, you bring them home. Now, when you bring them home, uh, you will not want to reduce any much more of the collected root bomb. I mean, which means you will have to plant those trees in much bigger bigger containers, current containers, then it will be necessary for the final design, right? Well, I mean, obviously there's like a root stump, so a few centimeters too big, obviously, you can still cut it off. But what you're trying to do is the more finer roots you can preserve, the better, right? So now we have, uh, there's a bit of a difference with deciduous and conifers. With the deciduous, just wash away all the the old soil, all the original soil, uh, and simply plant it in pure bonsai substrate, which I, I normally use for Yamadori pure pumice. It's more than enough for the tree what it needs. Uh, now with the conifers, uh, you will want to to leave some of the original soil. The main reason is the mycorrhiza uh which is a fungus that lives in in symbiosis with the plants and it's quite vital for the survival of the tree now if we would wash all of the old soil we would wash away also all of the fungus then the chances of survival would be much much smaller uh so here is the difference between the and coniferous material okay now we have the yamadori at home we have it planted all right and for the conifers, I also use pure bones. We have them planted. Now we set them somewhere in the garden and we basically forget about them. That's the best. Uh, We forget about them, obviously, if they need water, we we water them. But obviously since they're in such big containers, they need much, much less watering than all the other bonsai. Uh, And then we simply wait for the trees to recover because basically, collecting a tree from the nature, this is the biggest, biggest shock the plant will ever receive in its life. Um, So yeah, after collecting, we really need to leave it alone, let it recover, and that can take some time. Usually at least one growing season, in some cases, two, three, four years. Um, But always remember, work on your tree, only when it's really healthy. Only when it's really healthy, do, you, you can do anything with it. If it's not showing the right color, if you see it's, it's a little, I don't know, the color's a bit faint, it's not that strong, the growth, better to leave it alone. Just this, this week, for example, I styled uh, a mugo pine. Uh, I gave it its first styling uh, 10 years after collecting because yeah uh it it was simply suffering from uh fungal disease for a few years and i it took it took some time to to get rid of and the tree was never strong and strong enough to be styled but you know with material i don't know even with better material, especially it's simply worth the wait. you know it's really not doesn't make sense to to do it ahead of time and kill it kill the tree with it you know So yeah, I mean, like I said at the beginning, but patience, patience Patience and time. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. From what I've understood, also the important thing, like with conifers, uh, more than deciduous, at least, is that you want to, you want to sort of also because you you were talking about a large container and this sort of uh, went against something that I've heard is that for conifers you want to sort of the soil that you have you want to keep them. The, that soil mass in a smaller container as possible whereas you're saying like you should actually put it in a larger container
1: uh no I'm simply I'm simply saying that you you need to collect as many roots as possible
0: ah, so the root ball is gonna be so the root ball is gonna be big and then you're just putting it in to, yeah. The container is obviously going to be a bigger container because the root ball is going to be bigger.
1: Exactly, Okay. exactly. With the conifers, the, the only difference is that you want to leave a little bit of the original soil on the root ball. Um, obviously, the whole pot will not be, shouldn't be filled with the original soil. You should, you should still plant it in some of the pumice, you know, or some bonsai soil. Uh, but you should keep at least, I don't know, let's say 10, 20% of the soil should be the original soil. Um,
0: oh, that little, yeah. OK.
1: Yeah, and with the deciduous view, you can simply wash everything off. It's much better to do so. Another thing I uh, forgot to say before uh, is the timing for collecting. Now, usually the best times are when the trees are dormant. So either early spring or late late autumn. Uh, But from my experience and from talking to other guys, it's different with everyone
0: depending on the depending on the country I guess or the sure,
1: sure.
0: depending on your I mean if you've got snow the whole winter
1: it varies quite a lot so for me for example is I have the best success in spring and a friend of mine has the best best success in autumn uh, so there's simply no no recipe simply try it try different times of the year and you'll see what works best for you
0: it, it might also be like maybe species dependent s- sometimes maybe uh, for instance, maybe oak tree, you can maybe do a bit earlier or later, or...
1: Exactly. I mean, I can just simply tell you how I do it. I mean, um, with deciduous material, I collect them just before they open up in spring. So just before the the buds start to pop. Uh, With conifers, I actually wait a little bit until the, the new growth hardens off a bit. So that means Basically, middle of summer in some cases.
0: Really? Okay. Ah, but you, but you've obviously you've got a rainfall. Is Slovenia in a it's a Mediterranean
1: climate or? no, uh, not really. We've got basically continental climate
0: here. Ah, so you get rainfall throughout the year then. Hmm. Okay. So that's, yeah. also, that's yeah. something that yeah. people should yeah. take into consideration.
1: Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely. A lot of difference where where we bring the tree, you know either it's it's the coast or the mountains or whatever I mean you should take your climate into consideration uh but still I mean obviously after collecting uh the more moisture it, the tree gets, the better i think so some spraying the foliage is, is quite quite good
0: would you put them you'd put them in a like under shade cloth or in a shade area uh
1: you can. You can, especially, for example, I if, if I collect trees in summer, obviously at that time it's already quite hot. Uh, the sun is pretty strong. So, yeah, I definitely put those trees in, in shade, uh, especially for a few months.
0: And do you remove any of, of the branches or the leaves when you're taking out a tree?
1: Yeah. Uh, now, with cutting branches, it's like that. With deciduous trees, you can go hard on them. You can simply do the, the main branch selection on site, you know. Now with the conifers, I've noticed it's better to leave more more of the foliage intact. So now obviously you will cut the, the really big, long branches off because simply they're unpractical and you
0: wouldn't be able to,
1: to move for collect like the tree. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I, I would suggest that with the conifers you would leave as much as possible.
0: Yeah, especially I guess with junipers, as they get all their energy, they're getting the energy from the leaves. Yeah. Whereas with I've, I've found or I've heard at least I've I've heard that, that pines are a little bit more how would you say like delicate or have you found species maybe that are that are more difficult that maybe as a beginner you should maybe maybe you've got a species that you'd say maybe try from from what you've said so far I would I gather that collecting deciduous seems to be a much easier approach to to maybe starting out before trying something like a pine where where you might have one tap root that's going all the way down and and that's what the tree is uh, living on.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely the deciduous trees are much easier to, to collect, much easier to survive. But overall, the conifers are not that much different. Oh, really? Yeah, more than the species, it depends on uh, in what kind of environment they grow. Usually if it's like... Really, in environments that has a lot of soil in it, it's usually not really a big problem. But the other environments that have that are like where the terrain is more rocky or have a lot of rocks in them, usually it's also hard, dif- more difficult to collect or to get more roots out. And yeah, usually those trees are, it's more difficult to to keep them alive. Uh, but the one tree I would advise people to avoid, maybe, is the, the common juniper uh, because those are... I don't know why, but they just don't want to live in a pot. <laughs> oh, really? Even they, yeah, even if they survive the collecting, they will die in a few years.
0: Wow, um,
1: yeah, you haven't I mean, had
0: much luck with them.
1: No, <laughs> no. I, di- I did try a couple of times, but uh, yeah, no, I don't have any more. There are people who, who grow them successfully, but... We can just speculate what what miracle they're doing on them. <laughs> because, uh, I, don't know. I don't know. So yeah, I mean that's pretty much one species that it's, it's best to avoid.
0: Okay, that's that's good to know. Yeah, those are the. I guess it is. Uh, do you do any scouting or anything before the time? Uh, I guess like one of the one of the things that I have to say is uh, getting started in bonsai is it's opened up this whole new world when I'm driving my car, because suddenly
1: you,
0: <laughs> you're looking left to right. I think I yeah, spend more time, more like time looking in the bushes than I am on the road sometimes, you know? So, yeah, yeah. Whereas I used to maybe be, be a little bit disappointed to be sitting in traffic. Now Now I appreciate traffic because it gets me to slow down a little bit and, and look around.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely does get like that, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't really do any scouting beforehand. Uh, I When I go collecting, I simply go to some
0: area and... Oh, so you just roll the dice, you don't go out maybe before the time or...? No, not really, not really. Um, mainly because
1: the the main areas where I go collecting is not too close to my home. Uh, so that's one, one thing. Uh, and then another thing is I don't even do collecting that much anymore as I did before, simply because I don't have the time. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's simply, everything depends on time, that's just how it is.
0: And tell me, when you're digging the trench or digging the holes, are are you using any special tools or is there anything that's, that might be useful when you're actually digging out or is it just grunting and sweating? and? Getting the yeah, tree, I mean it's just, just
1: hard labor. I mean, <laughs> whatever tools <laughs> you you think are the most practical for you, is simply use a, a pick and the, the big garden shears and maybe a saw I take with me. And that's it. But still, I mean, when you get some experience and you you experience several different terrains, you know, you 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 will know what tools are best for for the for the certain types types of okay. environments. So um you will get to to know pretty fast i think especially if you forget something then then you will definitely
0: (laughs) yeah i guess that's 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 a good that's a good way to remember hey oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) when you stuck three hours from uh from home and uh you you without without the spade hey for example yeah. uh, (laughs) yeah It takes a while then for the trees to get back to to health again and then you start styling them. Yeah. But one thing I have seen, like, again, coming back to the photos that you have on the site, you can actually see how the tree, the original material, when you start doing the bends, you can actually still see that the tree was there all the time. So do you go out, when you're going out uh, collecting, is there anything special that you're looking for in the tree? I mean, obviously with time, you'll start to look at trees a little bit differently. But when you're starting out, is there anything when you're coming up to a tree, even looking for it when you're walking around, when you're sort of searching, are there certain things that you're looking out for? Obviously, I mean, when you're looking for trees,
1: you're you're looking for interesting, ugly, fat trees. Basically, that's something like, something like that, you know. Uh, you're not really concerned with the how the end result should look like or whatever, at least I'm not. Because you never never know what you will, will even be able to find. So simply try to to look for interesting trunks, and interesting movement, uh, big trunks, and one important thing, greenery uh, close to the trunk. you know so for example, Definitely. that's especially important with the conifers, you know because those are more difficult to back but. So yeah, I mean for example if you have a conifer with a very, very nice trunk, but with foliage, I don't know, three meters away from the trunk. I mean that's you can't do
0: anything with it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You know, so that's that is one thing that you should consider when looking. Otherwise, yeah, I mean simply look for interesting interesting material. Um but yeah, I mean I'm never when I find uh interesting material like that, I'm never immediately concerned with, with the design or what the, I can do with the tree. I mean, obviously when you do some branch selection, some cutting in nature already, you know, you should take some consideration, you know, if you can still use the, the the branch or no, or stuff like that. So whenever I cut anything, I really make sure that I will not need that branch afterwards. So yeah, but yeah, mostly those are the branches that are way, way too long anyway, so.
0: In Israel, we've got a very temperate climate, so we mm-hmm. don't have the snow or the. So during winter, that's the time that we'd go out. So it's also a beautiful mm-hmm. time of the year. It's not hot. so You're actually getting outdoors, yeah. and it's just it's it's great to be outside, even if mm-hmm. sometimes I mean you, you might not come back with a tree, but it's it's cool to be just outside, just enjoying nature and and seeing what nature does like nature's oh, yeah. bonsai i mean that's also you get you just get in, inspiration sometimes oh of, yeah that's... of seeing branches or seeing seeing the way a trunk has been bent even if you can't collect the tree uh it's always good we went out and we saw these beautiful big oak trees in the middle of the field like with these big bases and like drooping drooping uh branches so i think you can sometimes even maybe do like yamadori with your eyes in terms of Oh yeah. Like taking the photo, putting it like putting it in your mind, and then coming back to it again when you might want to style a tree later on, uh when you have when you have the trees to work on.
1: Maybe there's just one more one more thing that I, I would like to mention. Uh when you go collecting, uh not all trees are collectible. Now obviously you will find different scenarios, scenarios with the, the roots. Uh and yeah. Sometimes you came across a tree that's, I don't know, really nice, very, looks very good for a bonsai, but you'll find out that the roots go very deep. You you will never be able to collect enough, fine roots for the tree to survive. And I really suggest that if you find a tree like that, simply leave it because it's, it was growing in nature for who knows how many years. And to simply, I don't know, Cut it out of the ground with, I don't know, a handful of fine roots. It's, the tree will definitely not survive. And it's, I don't know. It, I think it's kind of unfair to nature. You
0: know? Yeah, you want to give the you want to give the tree obviously as much chance to survive as possible. So exactly. maybe one of the first things to do would be to sort of dig around, see what the roots are. Then, or how how would you yeah. how would you uh, like get to this conclusion? Because you're saying like you dig a trench around, but then before you digging this trench, would you then maybe first do like a see where the first roots are? Or no, actually, how, would you, how would you check them?
1: When you get some experience, you can determine the different roots that belong to different species. Okay. So for me, whenever I already dig the trench, I, I know which roots are from this tree. Mm.
0: So if there
1: are a lot, I I know it's okay if there are not that many. I go digging a bit closer to the trunk if, to see if I find any more or if they grow in, I don't know, in, in a different direction or whatever. But if there are none, it's pretty much, it doesn't make sense to continue. You
0: know? no, then um, you just leave it. And
1: then just another thing, uh, when you're done collecting the tree, um I always try to, to fill the hole back, back up, you know don't just leave an open crater in the middle of the the ground or uh, just try to tidy up after yourself.
0: Leave no trace. I think there's one of the tenants that I also do a bit of backpacking and one of the things is uh, leave no trace. So even if you're camping, wild camping or going out and sleeping in the bush, I mean, you want to like leave it as if nobody was ever there, you know, as close as possible. I mean, yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, every time we, as humans, get into nature, we seem to leave some some trace of ourselves behind. So it's yeah. keeping that to a yeah. minimum, I guess. So. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Yeah, thank you very much. I hope that uh, people get something out of this. Um, I'd, if you could like go back maybe to like one thing that, like when you started uh, this whole journey on bonsai that you've done, and go back uh, to young Nick and say, oh this is one thing that maybe you could have started way back then and it would have maybe given you that little bit of a boost It might not be related to what we've been talking about, Yamadori, but maybe something that as a beginner you wish you had maybe started. Patience. Patience. De- <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Definitely. I, I'm going to say it over and over again, but be patient. I mean, I, I'm just going to say it like this. Do two, maybe three things on your tree per year. That's it. That's it. Every everyone one of you who, who is starting with bonsai will see eventually that patience kills a lot of trees. <laughs> <Impatience>, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it's the other way around. Yeah, <laughs> not being patient. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, I know it's difficult. I know you want to work on your trees, but do, don't kill them.
0: <laughs> Just yeah, I think that was in the in the episode that I did with offer I'm probably like completely miss uh, miss saying what he said but it was something along the lines the fastest way to develop a tree is to go slowly uh, yeah. and that's I think yeah. you you I think any anybody who's been working on bonza for a long time you guys all seem to have your own way of saying the same thing of to really get a tree to its best potential you want to do things as slowly as possible I mean you don't have to you don't the, the the worst thing that's gonna happen by working slowly is you're gonna you're gonna miss a year but by doing something too quickly you can miss yeah. five years you can put the, but like let's just say like in a in a good situation you could put the tree back like two or three years worst yeah. case scenario exactly. you kill the tree you know so yeah there is definitely something yeah. something about that yeah. you know i
1: mean but besides besides being patient you know, that's not always the case, you know that you you can do one thing and then wait for a cold year. you know The main thing is just always work on healthy trees, on healthy strong trees. you know if the tree responds well, very strong after one procedure, you can have a, it can take another one very fast after the first one. so that's that's I think those are the two
0: I'd say most important things, you know. Be patient, don't overdo it and always work on healthy trees. I'll definitely post your links to Instagram. People can follow you there. You've always got the, the beer can. I like your... Your sizing technique of, of the beer can of how many how many beer cans the tree is. So
1: that's,
0: that's always something interesting coming up in my feed.
1: Well, Next. the beer cans are universal, you know, so everybody knows
0: them. In, enjoyed by everybody. Oh yeah, I think so. I I would definitely think so. Yeah. So so is there anybody is there anybody else that uh, people can maybe like if they want to follow you uh, if there's anything. Maybe if there's anything interesting, you mentioned a new website, if there's anything new on the horizon that you might want to...
1: Yeah, so if people want to to follow me, they can do it on Instagram, and they can follow me on, on Facebook. So my studio is called Neckard Bonsai Studio. Uh, you can simply Google that and you'll find me. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I have an existing, existing web page, uh, but um, I have a newer, newer uh, version uh, under construction, we should be, I don't know, uh, updated in a few months. It's on the way. So um, if people Technology. want to contact me, yeah, if people want to contact <laughs> me, there's no problem. There there are more than enough ways to do so.
0: Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you very much, Nick. I uh, really had a great chat with you this evening, and I hope that everybody took something something away. I definitely did. And uh, maybe we'll run into each other sometime in the future at one of the shows or… Yeah, hopefully. Yeah.
1: Hopefully. I mean, I, I always enjoy talking bonsai, you know. So, if any any of the stuff I, I said today helps anyone, I'm I'm very happy with it. I mean, I, I hope it does. I hope it does. Yeah, I'm, sh- it
0: does. I'm sure it will. I've def- I've definitely learned something, so…
1: Even one, one person does one mistake less than, than he would otherwise. I mean, that that's already something so uh, yeah i mean and also for anyone who's starting with the bonsai journey i wish all the the success and all the luck possible so yeah i mean and it's most most important of all forget all, all the other rules and all the important stuff but uh have fun that's that's i think that's the, the most important thing
0: and patience and patience <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> thanks nick i'll talk to you again thank you
1: thank you bye bye